Hello, everybody. This is Courtney Stanley, and welcome to another exciting episode of Dare to Interrupt, a listening experience where you have the opportunity to sit in on honest, unfiltered conversations with women who are considered to be the most influential, inspiring, and innovative leaders in the world of events, hospitality, business, and beyond. Throughout their careers, these leaders have dared to interrupt conversations, their own comfort zones, and sometimes even societal norms to hustle toward their greatest levels of success. I am so thrilled to introduce you to today's guest. We are joined by Carlika Basnight Menendez, who is the founder of Inso Inc. Inside Out and is also a motivational speaker, best selling author, and award winning life coach. I had the pleasure of meeting Carlika virtually when she took the stage at my 2021 International Women's Day event, Lemonade, and I have been dying to interview her ever since. So let's dive in. Carlika, it is so great to have you joining us on the podcast. Where in the world are you joining us from? Well, let's see here. You probably haven't heard of it, but St. Mary's, Georgia, right at the Georgia-Florida line, right? So it's nice and sunny and hot here today. (laughs) That sounds great. And I will actually be in the Atlanta area in a couple weeks speaking to the MPI Georgia chapter. So hopefully you and I can grab a cocktail because it'd be so great to meet in person and not just virtually, though this is always great too. So I want to give the audience an opportunity to get to know you better. Would you just share a little bit more about who you are and what kind of work and projects you're up to these days? Yes. So I am the number one Black face of women in menopause. And so I'm all about health and wellness and just women speaking up, standing up, and then asking for what it is that you want and that you need as we transition um, in different parts of our life, right? And so... I am planning MinoCon. So we have that coming up September 16th through the 17th. And it is a menopause and women's wellness conference. And so, yes, we'll be talking about menopause, of course, but every aspect of our well-being. So mentally, emotionally, financially, um, in your entrepreneurial journey and everything. And so those are just a few things. Stay tuned from um, Menopause March Madness coming up in light of Women's um, Month next month in March. So that's just going to be amazing where we're meeting different healthcare and advocates um, in different fields. So I'm excited about that. I love how creative your events are around menopause too. I remember, I think it was last year and maybe the year before you did a menopause in mimosas. Is that right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. How fun. (laughs) That's so awesome. And I have to say, Curly, I don't think that I had really met anybody other than you, who talks about menopause and is just really open about it. And I I haven't hit that stage of my life yet, but I do feel like even as a younger person, there's such a stigma around talking about menopause, which is a little bit ridiculous considering half the population will experience it at some point. So I'm curious, how did you become so passionate about this particular topic? Well, at the age of 30, Courtney, I was thrown into menopause. I had a complete hysterectomy. And I'm glad that you said, even though you're not there yet, it is a topic that 
if we talk about the first period, then we need to talk about the last period. And you have so many women in the workplace, entrepreneurs, and eventually we're all going to get there. And whatever that vehicle may be, it could be surgically like I was, or it could be medically due to chemotherapy or anything, or it could be naturally. But however, we're all going to get there. And so for me, once again, that was at the age of 30 where I had a lot of pamphlets, but I didn't have any guidance or community or support. So I was just trying to figure all of the things out on my own. And so for me, I'm passionate about it because I don't want to see another woman or hear another woman saying, I feel alone. I'm out here by myself or I don't know what to expect, even though menopause is not a one size fits all, like none of our health issues or our health or our body, right? We may have the same body parts, but they are going to function just a little different. So um, that's why I'm passionate about it because I don't want another woman to sit in silent. I don't want her to feel stuck. And I definitely don't want her to feel like she's going crazy, um, with no one to say, Hey, can I just have a conversation somewhere I can lean on? It's so interesting, Kurtlika, because even as I'm hearing you speak and I'm hearing the questions that I'm asking you, I'm thinking to myself, this is a business podcast. So Dare to Interrupt is classified in the business category in the world of podcasting. And the people who listen to this podcast are all business people. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder how many conversations have been had about menopause on a business podcast before. And that leads me to my next question. Why is it important that we do have these conversations? conversations in the professional world, especially when it comes to leaders and how they think about menopause in the professional world, in their own workplace? Why is it important to have those conversations? Well, number one, when we're in these places, we, we can't stop the transitions or the challenges or the obstacles or the just the changes of life, right? We don't have any control over that. So I can't tell menopause while I'm going into work, hey, sit in the car. I'll be back out for you. No, it's going with me. So if I'm sitting there having a hot flash or I may be running a little late because I didn't get enough sleep the night before because of night sweats and different things. So for employers, if we're able to have those open conversations and not just for the women, but for the um, the executives, for the management team, and even for the men involved, because when we look at this, menopause is not a disease. It is a transition, but it can affect your bottom line. It can affect your profitability. It can affect your employees' performance. And so instead of you writing them up, you may want to ask the questions, hey, is everything okay? And if women are not ashamed, right? If we break that stigma of, oh, this is just for older women. Oh my God, she's loose. I've been called crazy on my job, right? Um, but no one ever just asking, hey, can I get you a cup of water? Um, do you need to step out just for a few minutes? So if we make those small I hate to say accommodations, but those small just acts of kindness per se to say, hey, we understand we're not going through it with you, but we're here for you and we empathize with you. You're going to save yourself a lot, too, because now that woman who's had that that wealth of knowledge and she's been there and she's in a mid-level or executive position, you don't want all of that wisdom to walk out of the door. And now you have to pay X amount of dollars. And as we know, it's not cheap to hire someone and get them trained. So now if you're able to retain the retention with those mid-level um, executives and those mid-level high-performing employees, now you're going to get greater performance. 
you're going to keep your profitability or even increase your profitability because now they're going to still come to work. They're still going to feel valued. And even if they have a little brain fog and all these different things, they know that, you know what, I don't have to be silent because my employee, my employers, they care and they're showing that empathy. How amazing would it be to have a leadership team that actually was thinking about something like this? You know, like I I haven't heard of any conversation like this ever happening in a corporation. And even in our conversation that we were having before the podcast, I think, Carlika, you said that the average age of menopause is 51. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you think about you think about how long people or what age people are working until in our current day and age, I mean it's a, it's longer than fifty one. It's significantly longer than fifty one in a lot of cases. And then you think about the the average age of even you know women at the executive level, the women who are sitting in those senior leadership positions. You know, you you start to wonder: Do these conversations happen at the top? And if they if they don't happen. Why? Why are those conversations not happening? And, um, you know, there obviously are, there have been many challenges that are discussed with the discrepancy between, you know, women in leadership at the top versus men in leadership at the top. And so we're starting to see those numbers increase where there are more women in leadership. And maybe this seems to be one of those conversations that women avoid because it just seems to add another layer of complexity of women serving in that role. But I think that there's so much more value in having these conversations based on really the reasons that you were just talking about, including profitability and employee retention. Yeah, I I totally agree because if once again it comes to and you're right the discrepancies and sometimes you know women saying you know what I don't want them to feel like they're accommodating me because they already feel oh well she's just a woman right the just this and so a lot of times I do feel women are just you keep it to yourself and you just deal with the symptoms or you deal with whatever you're going through at that moment. Um, and you, you kind of suffer in silence because you don't want to be judged. You don't want to be put in the in a certain category and all of these things. So it's just like, I'll keep it to myself because I want to keep my position. Am I going to get fired if I call out? Am I going to be, am I going to get demoted? Am I going to look, be looked at like she can't perform anymore? She can't do her job anymore? Or is it really just going to be that what they consider that open door policy? How open door, you know, how wide is the door really open that, All the places I've ever worked in the hospital, in the school system, with mainly women, (laughs) there's never been a conversation about menopause or even just more wellness initiatives for women. I mean, you think about someone who's had a baby right after that maternity leave. Now they return back to work and everyone thinks that it's just supposed they're supposed to be back into the groove. No. It's a lot of mental that's going on. There could be anxiety going on. There could be some type of postpartum depression, right? And so when we look at these things in a whole, how can we elevate the funding, the research and everything for more women's well-being? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said something really interesting there about the open door policy and asking that secondary question about how wide the door is open. And I think that's so interesting because 
there certainly have been different environments that I've been in where the the term open door policy will be put in place, but there are so many barriers to either get to that door or the door is just cracked. It's not it's not wide open that it's it's really not necessarily an environment where you would be able to have a frank, vulnerable conversation. And something that I know that you're really passionate about in addition to this is really empowering women to advocate for themselves and to use their voice and to speak up for their needs and their wants. And so, you know, what type of advice would you give the women who are listening in the audience or, you know, anybody who's listening in the audience, what advice would you give them in order to feel more empowered and more confident to have tough conversations? I would say one, you have to definitely have the confidence to just start the conversation. And that sometimes that conversation starts with you. So for myself, even at my place of employment and wherever I travel to speak in different things, confidence is just exuded from the, it starts in the inside. So typically if you're not feeling that well on the inside, you can try to mask it, right? How many times have we went to work or went to place and we just throw in all the masks that we possibly can just to say, I can get through this. And so to the listeners out there, ask, right? There's nothing wrong with asking for what you need or even what you want because our needs change, right? I'm not the, look you all, I'm 42. So I, and I don't have the same needs and some of the same wants that I had at 22. I'm 42 now. So my needs and my wants have changed through the transitions of life. And so even in the places of employment, whether you're an entrepreneur or whatever that may look like for you, your needs and your business have shifted, right? Look at all the things going on when we were in the height of the pandemic. Things shifted, things changed. So if you wasn't really on social media, right, you had to get a whole marketing strategy and everything to up-level your social media presence so you're not leaving money and connections on the table. And so I would just encourage some, anyone, ask for what it is that you need. Even if the answer is no, be persistent, right? There's always a way around that door, right? There, I think of the revolving door sometimes at the hotel, right? So you can keep going around and around, but keep asking, be persistent, and then find other people that you can say, look, Let's have a conversation to see what can be done so that we can figure out a solution, not just for me, because there are going to be other people that come behind you. So what can we do to work together to collaborate? But if we don't, if people don't know what it is that you need because you're being silent, how can a solution even be an option or something presented? Mm hmm. Yeah, and I think that it sometimes even asking the question, what's the worst that can happen is really helpful. And so, and a lot of times the hardest part is starting the conversation. You know, I think that we, at least for me personally, I get so in my head about what the conversation is going to be. And I'll almost like script things out if it's going to be a tough conversation. And I get, I build up so much intensity before I even start that the hardest part is just opening up that dialogue. And then once we actually get into it, it's sometimes not that bad. You know, I think giving people the opportunity to also meet you where you're at and pleasantly surprise you and support you is an opportunity wasted if we can't actually open that door and start talking to the person. But a lot of times it does take a little bit more of that intentional confidence building before you start that conversation just so that you can have it. 
Well, you know what I say, Courtney. I say F it, right? Um, Yay! I was waiting to get to this look, part. I was I just uh, say yes. F it. So if you're going to have the conversation, <laughs> have the conversation. Um, once again, when we're not speaking up for ourselves, this is why we have these amazing voices. Whether yours sound rasky, whether yours sound squeaky, your voice is amazing. And someone needs to hear your voice. Another generation needs to hear your voice because once you're gone, whether it's that place of employment, whether it's unfortunately in the grave or whatever, there your words can still linger. Your words can your words are still gonna have power for someone else to say, you know what, I remember having this conversation and we came up with a solution for it. And so, right, when those little small seeds of self-doubt come in or you're contemplating the whole conversation, I typically don't contemplate. I'm just going in. Okay. And when those, (laughs) I just go in and I'm like, well, too late now. Can't turn back. Can't reverse that. So I build my confidence every day because every day you're stretching yourself to go to another level or you're stepping into some new territory um, or whatever that case may be. I just say F it. Like, Go for it. Go out there, speak up, stand up, show up. And number one, show up for yourself. So talk to me about effort. So the audience doesn't know what this actually is. And this this is probably one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to bring you on this podcast, because you talked about how you created the effort method at the the conference that you spoke at that I hosted. And I loved it. I found it super empowering. So I want to give the audience a little bit more understanding of what it is. What is the effort method? Okay, so first of all, the next time you all go by the mirror or wherever, I want you to just look in the mirror, put your hands on your hip. If you're a man, you know, fold your arms, whatever that looks like for you. Um, But just look at yourself and understand that, you know what, I can have it all. I can conquer it all. And so look in there and say F it. And you can't say it passive, like, oh, F it. No, you got to like F it. Like I'm going after the goals. I'm going to have the conversations. I'm going after whatever it is. And so ethic, three things, your belief, right? What is it that you're believing for? I know a lot of people are into manifestation and meditation. So in that time, what are you wanting to manifest right now in your life? And it may not come tomorrow, but keep believing, like don't give up on it. And then two, so we're going to faith it, which is simply just your belief system. And then we're going to face it. We all have challenges. And Courtney, you know, I was telling you some of the challenges before we hopped on here, right? So many people have had challenges, whether it's with COVID, whether it's with employment, whether it's with the loss of loved ones, whatever that may be, you all, we're going to continually have challenges and obstacles. So we have to face it. How do we do that? We deal with it and we take the time to heal. So give yourself some grace. If you got to cry, cry. If you need to take some time off, do that for yourself so that you can show up. And lastly, fulfill it. No one else can do your purpose but you, right? I can't do what Courtney does. She's amazing at that, right? So go out there and fulfill it. And so when you're feeling like, okay, I don't think I should do this, or I don't know if this is going to go right, and I don't know if they're going to say yes, but what if they say yes? right? What if it just goes all the way bananas and it's just like, oh my God, it really happened. So when those thoughts come in, just say F it. Be like, I am going after it. I am smiling so hard right now (laughs) because I love, it's so, it's simple, but it's really, really powerful to think about really exercising that opportunity to look in the mirror and say, I believe I am, I have faith, I see who I am. And 
effort. And I just, I love that so much. And I feel like it's such a great reminder to believe in yourself and to walk through life with the confidence that you already have inside you. You just need to tap into and exercise and practice. Yeah. You just got to say <laughs> I say it every day. That's like my <laughs> mantra. Like when I'm doing something new or anything, that is my mantra because we all at sometimes have some confidence issues of saying, okay, do I really think this is going to work? Are, are people really going to purchase this? Um, well, all of these things going, like you said, Courtney, all of these thoughts going in your head. And I'm just like, you know what? Take a deep breath and F it. So if I'm sending in a proposal, I just go ahead and hit the send button. F it. If I get it, I get it. If it's for me, I'm gonna get it. If it's not, let me still. It's still a great connection. And right, so go out there and just f it. Right, we're in going into Women's Month. All the women out there listening, f it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think it. So a quite a way to ask this question, I think, in a way that's more empowering. So we talked about you know, going into tough conversations or facing something that you feel is uncomfortable or difficult and saying, what's the worst that can happen? Also asking what's the best that can happen is a really powerful way to believe that there is something better on the other side of that conversation or that adversity. So going in with an effort attitude, believing that something better is on the other side or that there's going to be a lesson learned or even confidence built from having those tough conversations. Those are all really valuable gains from pushing the boundaries and putting yourself out there as well. There's nothing to lose in these situations. I agree, Courtney. There's more, there's more to gain. And even, even when there's a no, a no just simply means next opportunity. You, you learn something from it. It may be saying, okay, let me go back and revise the proposal. Reach out to them and say, okay, can you explain to me why my proposal or something wasn't picked up? Because I look at everything as a learning experience. So I'm never losing. I'm always going to win. And you all do too. We always win. Even in the lesson, there's something for us to just learn. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I love that acronym, no, next opportunity. I've actually started to look at no's as blessings, truly, because I I don't believe that doors closed were the doors that I was meant to walk through. So even, you know, I was hoping to book this, this MC gig earlier this week, and I just found out today that I didn't get it. To me, it wasn't a a moment of severe disappointment or rejection. It was just a, okay, this wasn't the right opportunity for me. But I also took a moment to ask them for feedback. You know, was there was there a reason that you went with somebody else? Your input is valuable to me. And I want to make sure that I'm, you know, doing everything I can to deliver what I need to deliver to you so that we can work together when these opportunities come up. So I I don't believe that doors closed are forms of rejection or disappointment. Yeah or losing. I think it's just an opportunity to redirect you towards something that could be better, a better fit for you. And yeah. we can't always see, you know, what's coming next in our life, but when we look back, it's very easy to see why things ended up the way that they did because we ended up exactly where we're meant to be. I love that. And I look at I look, we're here Courtney. Look, we're girlfriends like uh, we're virtual girlfriends for real, for real, because that's how I look at it as well. I want the feedback because every day 
I'm not trying to copy or be anyone else. I'm just trying to be better. That's it. I just want to evolve and be better. So if it was something that you're like, well, you could have been a little more clearer on this or this, that, and third. Now I have a clearer understanding and more clarity on what you're actually looking for so that if this opportunity, if I choose when you have another opportunity to go forward with it, look, I've learned some lessons. I tweak some things, but we have to get started, right? Because when it's all said and done, if you never would have sent it, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. wouldn't get the feedback. So once again, having that effort attitude to say, you know what, if I don't get it, it's not a, a loss. It's still a win-win. So Carlika, for anybody in the audience that's listening today, and most of our listeners are people who identify as women, if you could share one final, final takeaway, one final piece of advice with the listeners, what would you say, what would you want them to be left with after this conversation? I would definitely say a piece of advice would be love yourself to health and not to death. Um, Simply meaning, even in the amazing things that we do, take time out for yourself, make sure that you're going to your annual appointments and different things. I know a lot of people have gotten behind due to COVID, you know, the pandemic and things, but get back on track, go get your um, annuals, ask the right questions. Um, Make sure you're paying attention to your own body. And so love yourself to health. I mean, I'm going to love myself enough that I'm going to protect my peace. I'm going to protect my community. I'm going to be very intentional on how I spend my time, even in resting, because a lot of us will keep working and working. And that's not healthy either. And so loving yourself to health and not to death. Thank you so, 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 so much, Carlika, for sharing all of your insight and knowledge with us today. And of course, audience, thank you all for listening. Share what you learned from this episode with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by following at Meetings Today and me at Courtney on Stage. And be sure to never miss an episode by subscribing to Dare to Interrupt on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and more. Be bold, be yourself, and keep daring to interrupt my friends. Until next time.